Hey everyone, Seth Mariano here with a new episode of More Layers about to start. I'm back for the first time in a few weeks, and I'm glad to be. Quick little heads up, my audio on my microphone repeatedly broke up for some reason, maybe because of my web connection, I don't know. So in post, I pretty much clarified it with some voice recordings added in. So... You'll notice some, probably notice some breaks in continuity, so, you know, just brace yourself, I guess, and try to ignore it, and enjoy the show. Well, I'm back together again after a couple weeks apart with a new More Layers. Once again, I'm Seth Mariano. I'm Jordan Smith. Yeah, it has been a, a couple weeks, um... You know, a couple weeks ago, while I was gone, Jordan kind of held down the fort, did his own little um, solo episode, and uh, um, did a good Thank you. Thanks for doing that, man. Sure. I would have done another episode last week, but there were just some technical issues, and I was just not feeling it that day. So it's like, you know what? I don't want to rush anything. I don't want to force anything. So in order to give them good content, I'm just going to lay off this week. Yeah, that's fine. But now we are back so, together for the big 10th episode. Yep. We are now entering into double digits. Effective mm -hmm. today. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like we're just getting started. We got a lot more to come. Like. Oh, yeah. We have a huge list of ideas to talk about for future episodes. So we're set for a while. So the other day, I noticed, um, oh, well, um, I didn't find this out till a couple days after it happened, but I saw a post that Jordan posted on Facebook about a fallen cultural hero. Yeah. At the age of 70-something, um, Disney film actor Samuel E. Wright, the voice of Sebastian in The Little Mermaid, passed away of prostate cancer. Yeah, I initially posted that because, I, I mean, I'd probably do that for most Disney voice actors. I mean, when uh, uh, David Ogden Steers, who did Cogsworth and the narrator in Beauty and the Beast passed, I talked about that too. But uh, this one kind of holds a special place too because I played Sebastian when you and I were in the stage version of the Little Mermaid. Oh, I wasn't in the stage version. I, I've only done Shrek. I could have sworn you were somehow involved in Little Mermaid. Oh. No, no, no. My apologies. That's not nah, cool. But yeah, in any case, because of the... Because of the fact that I also played him in some variation, it holds a special place for me. Samuel E. Wright is, in a way, a nostalgic actor for me, but in a sort of unique way, because... I never really sat through the whole Little Mermaid film. I, I've no, learned enough about it, but when I was growing up, like, like at least the first few years of my childhood, we had a set of what I believe was a Disney Channel special, uh, a program called uh, Sebastian's Caribbean Jamie. You familiar with that? I don't think I've heard of that one before. Um, basically, I think it was... Uh, I believe it was 
release maybe aired 1990 and uh, uh, was composed of some scripted segments of interacting with Sebastian. So it was kind of an animation live action hybrid oh. and, and a reggae themed concert um, led by him on live on stage at Disney world. Oh, I'll have to check this out. What's it called again? Uh, Sebastian's Caribbean Jamboree. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I watched that at least a few times, and uh, uh, that was kind of my, like, uh, like, um, uh, kind of my, the memory that sticks out of him for me more than anything. So, uh, watching that video again and again. Gotcha. Yeah. After I found out the news of Sam's death, I uh, um, I found a an article from Vulture, kind of reporting his death, and uh, it's a a very positive tribute. It talks about you know the man, the man he was, the kind of personality he was, and how how uh, sort of kind or whatever he was. I'll I'll put a link in the description. Okay. Anybody can check it out. Anybody can check it out, like at their leisure. Great. Yeah. So, um, for this our big one o, we went with the topic of twenty five things you know about me, and the inspiration for this came from a series of of lists that I read online from Us Weekly magazine. Um, kind of uh, some, uh, a, quick, a list of quick facts, little known facts or unknown facts um, that spoken directly from such like they've done Zach Braff and uh, Fred Savage, Howie Mandel, a bunch of them. I found it interesting and, and I thought it might be fun to some 25 things lists of our own in that sort of fashion. And I have my list ready to go. I mean, it didn't take too long to put together, but I had to really put some thought into it because I didn't want to just put regular everyday stuff on there. Yeah, I... Uh... Uh, I thought of my own list like very early on before we even agreed to do this episode. Yeah, I think even from the beginning, your list was on our little um, like Google sheet. It's been there for a while. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we can just maybe uh, go back and forth, take turns. Yeah. I like that idea. All right. So, um, all right. So, who should go first? Uh, since it's your idea, do you want to start? All right. All right. My first one is I like to top my hot dogs with shredded cheese and Dijon mustard. Now, how did that first start? Like, what made you decide to do that and be like, oh, you know what? This is actually really good. I, I don't know. I, I guess because I've been kind of a foodie, I'm. I, I have a pretty big food passion. I guess. Um, 
And somehow, I don't know how, I had gotten into Dijon to some extent some time ago. I'm not sure how, but, and I guess because I like cheese. You know what? That's fair enough. Yeah. I would eat cheese dogs more where like the hot dog has cheese already infused into it if I could, but I don't know. I feel like it's hard to find. All right. What about you? All right. The first one I wrote down, I won't talk about this in extreme detail, especially since we already have discussed it a bit in previous episodes, but through conventions, I have met several celebrities, usually in the way of voice actors. Yep, like uh, Vic Mignogna. Yep, he's a big one. Uh, I talked to him on the phone once. That was fun. Uh, let's see. Doug Walker, a.k.a. the Nostalgia Critic, who comedically reviews movies. Let's see, I've, I think the first one I ever met was Veronica Taylor, who was the original English voice for Ash in the Pokemon anime. And then there are some others that I didn't meet per se, but I did at least see in person. And a couple of them were uh, Burt Ward from the Adam West Batman show. And then Lou Ferrigno, who was like the original television Hulk. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I didn't really talk to those last two. Not that I didn't want to, but I, I did see them in person. It was really cool to see them. And my next one is, I also put mustard on my That's meatloaf. Now, is this similar to the hot dogs? You just thought it was a good idea one day? <laughs> yeah, I guess it pretty much came to my mind. I started doing, when I started doing that, like, you know, I used yellow. Nowadays, I'm using Dijon. Now, is Dijon, like, spicier, or what is it? It's uh, it's mustard made with white wine. Interesting. I, I've been around Dijon mustard at, like, a couple of my jobs before, but I never actually knew why it was called that, so now I know. Yeah. I guess it's uh, something of an irony, because I don't, I don't even drink hardly, but... <laughs> You know, you know, I know I've had an occasional Cabernet or Sangria, but uh, sure. uh, never, I've never really gotten into white wine, and I'm not, and rarely ever, ever do I even, do I ever drink a beer even. Yeah, I don't think I've ever consumed beer. I've had some sips of red wine before, but never like a full grass, excuse me, glass of it was usually in the case of sampling them just to see what they taste like. But yeah, I, I don't really drink all that much. I haven't, I probably haven't touched a, an alcohol in probably me one, two years. I, I, I guess. Nice. Yeah. I guess I, I just haven't really necessarily. I don't know if I've ever been that enthusiastic about it, really. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I mean, there's a lot of people I know that either do drink a lot or don't or somewhere in the middle. So everyone's their own person. I guess so. 
All right, and what's your next one? The next one I have is that while in college, I took classes for both Japanese and sign language. But unfortunately, as of right now, I haven't really retained much from either one. But it was still fun to do. So can you do like a, a full sentence in language? A full sentence in sign language. Let's see. Um, or Japanese. Either one. Well, let's see. If... In Japanese, if I wanted to say nice to meet you, I could say Yoroshiko onegaishimasu. Uh, for sign language, I know to say deaf, you put your finger to your mouth and then like bring it over to your ear. And then I think campfire, you kind of... I, I don't want to just say like do this because I know some people are doing the audio-only version. So what I'm doing is I'm kind of creating like a like a C with one hand and then sticking my other hand through it and wiggling my fingers and that's a I believe it's supposed to mean campfire. So yeah, I don't know if I can do full sentences of sign language at the moment, but I do know some words. Well that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. 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 I took Italian in eighth and ninth grade. This isn't on my list, but I I took it in eighth and ninth grade. I don't I don't know if I really I don't think I really entirely got the hang of it. I it did okay, but I, I struggled at least when I was doing you know the second level. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. And as far as I know, I am mainly Italian blooded. As far as I know, all right. Yeah, we both have some Italian blood in us. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. My next one is, for a brief time in my childhood, I wrote fan fiction of SpongeBob and Calvin and Hobbes. Like, um, you write, you wrote a fan fiction that had both stories, like in one, or like two separate. Separate thing, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Do you, remember, um, do you remember anything you wrote? Uh, I, I, I think I remember more than I don't. Like, um, I did like um, uh, like a whole series of a series of like song parodies, kind of, kind of either songs I'd heard parodied by Weird Al, or or a couple I did. From the Music Man, and uh, I did I did that for a SpongeBob thing once. All right, probably uh, probably because I'd seen the movie and and seen the Music Man on stage. Probably probably was an inspiration there. Nice. Yeah, I did one of the opening number Rock Island, and I titled it Coral Island because SpongeBob. That actually sounds kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, overall it was probably my ideas were probably <laughs> overall cheesy, but but I, but back then I didn't care. But <laughs> well, I, so I don't know. Gotta start I, somewhere. You know, there was probably a phase I was over. Now what can you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then some, 
Uh, I took in then some stuff. I kind of wrote some stories patterned after after how I how I interpreted Calvin and Hobbes. You know the writing style. I try. You know some people, uh, or I think a lot of people, when they write fan fiction, and put it on the internet. They don't really really do it very similar in terms of writing to the kind of thing that inspired it in pop culture. Under uh, they'll just create like and create their own fantasies and just characters in there you know what i mean sorry again i was saying insert characters in there that's what sure. i feel like um okay i i kind of took a different direction i kind of like stayed true to and to how i interpreted what i saw in the in the comics and what i saw in the cartoon which is Probably a good idea to have that every once in a while so that people have content that they're at least somewhat familiar with. I don't know. All right, what about you? Uh, for my third uh, thing about yeah. me? or Okay. Yeah. So the next thing I wrote down was when I was younger, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was fairly young. Uh, when staying in a hotel with my family, while we were walking inside, I somehow lost them and went to the wrong hotel next door. So th this is like a, I don't know, maybe six or seven year old who goes to the completely wrong building and has no idea where his family is. Here I said, it wasn't that far. It was just the room next door. Well, yeah, it was the wrong hotel. Thankfully, it wasn't too far away. And... The f one of the first things I did was find an adult and saying, hey, I can't find my family. <laughs> Can you help me? <laughs> and sure enough, they did. Yeah. Well, do you remember where uh, this was? This was almost 20 years ago at this point, so I don't remember exactly where. I just remember there being two separate uh, buildings for hotels, and I somehow got separated from them and went into the wrong one. Looking back on it yeah, now, it's kind of funny, but yeah. Yeah, you're probably not the only one. Probably not, no. Yeah. Okay, my next one is I have done proofreading and occasional consultant work on music my brother has made. Has he made any like record albums before, or just albums in general? Uh, he has. Um, well, early like years ago, he uh, he had a little band, and they made an EP called right. Distancy. And that, and then with his current little like creative services or whatever business, they made um, um, an an album with um, with his friend as as the chief artist and he was like a co-writer co-composer and uh and man he had me do like 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 when he was working on the ep years ago the distance ep yep. he uh you know had me uh pick out some takes from of like the same lyric and when he was working on the album with his current company he had me uh you know you know, do the proofreading, kind of um, check the grammar or whatever of um, of liner notes or whatever, and uh, and the writing. So, 
No, what do you know? Yeah, so I have um, a tiny involvement in... Uh, you have a tiny involvement in what? In what they've put out. Oh, okay, got you. All right, All right so, what about you? Next thing I have down is the two things that I do not do at amusement parks are rides with spinning or ones with sudden or steep drops. So, like, say, I know there's, um, there's a ride I've written on more than once at amusement park Seabreeze, the Revolution 360. That's a no-go for you? Yeah, if there's a lot of like fast spinning, then I probably will not do it. Like I just get nauseous from getting dizzy really easily. Well, so it's not exactly fair. my favorite. Yeah, and then well, uh, a lot of roller coasters have big drops, especially towards the beginning. So I'm not particularly fond of those either. Yeah, maybe don't go somewhere like. Uh... Magic Mountain, probably not for people like you. I don't, I don't know how tall the peaks are, but it's probably high. Yeah, I'd have to take a look at that one because I have no idea. I wouldn't say that I have that kind of sensitive stomach or whatever, but that's sensitive stomach. But you know, you know, I do get that kind of uh, tension and going uh, going into a thrill ride like that, but. Some kind of, you know, you know, well, watching or listening to something in my head to kind of keep myself cool. But about the moment it started going, some uh, somehow that just goes away, and I forget I was or anything. Oh, yeah, it's so kind of funny. To, I mean, whatever works for you. I mean, if you can do it, all the more power to you. Well, not every ride has been that. Uh, has been that thrilling in a positive kind of way. Yeah. There was one one thing I wrote at the Steel Pier once. Uh, kind, of, uh, kind of swings you around in circles and uh, kind of uh, kind of like a pendulum that uh, uh, kind of go kind of goes in diagonal like circles and felt kind of like free falling around or something and uh, it kind of shook me up. Huh. So you probably wouldn't do that one again on taking it? Nah, probably not. <laughs> okay. Okay, my next one is... I mentioned before my involvement in my brother's music. I also, yeah. I also provided gang vocals for one of his tracks and an ah sound for another. Now, when you say gang vocals, what does that mean? It's kind of um, uh, like on a track, you've got a group of vocalists like uh, like uh, like singing it, but not in like a singing voice. It's like they're like it's it's kind of kind of like chanting, except they're singing. Uh, gotcha. I guess uh, I guess that's the only way I can describe it. I mean, that's perfectly fine. And if. I still get confused. I can always look it up later. All right, and you? All right. Uh, 
reading yours about like putting mustard on different things, it kind of made me think of putting this one down. Uh, sometimes when I make a quote-unquote sandwich, I'll just put like one thing, like I'll put a slice of cheese or just a slab of jelly on there and just eat it that way. It It's not a lot, but for whatever reason, I just really like it. Hey, people do that sort of thing all the time with peanut butter and jelly. Well, yeah, but for whatever reason, I'll sometimes just do jelly and not the peanut butter. Just the one thing. Yeah. Gotcha. And in my next one is before joining Artists Unlimited, and in fact, years before that, back when our church, Lakeshore Community Church, did a number of, when they had a drama program, I performed in four in auditorium skits. Okay. Yep. Um, one, I played a teenager. One, I played a caddy. Uh, one, I played uh, a photographer at a friend's Christmas party. And the other one, uh, another teenage character. All right. Yeah. I, um, that's actually really cool. I don't know if I've done anything like that myself before i know my brother and sister have and then i've done several talent show or variety show things but i hadn't done full-blown skits for like a church or anything so that's really cool yeah thanks yeah yeah we don't really have that kind of uh thing anymore we don't really do like live uh, live acting like that we don't really do like much scripted stuff anymore really but but it was good when it was good when I got to do that, though. You know, hopefully, when things open back up again, we can do stuff like that more. Okay, what's your next one? Let's see. Kind of staying along the topic of food from my last one. Uh, there are a few things that I might not eat when they're cooked, but I will eat when they're raw and the first one that usually comes to my mind is like the green beans like or just beans really uh i mean nowadays i kind of do both but for whatever reason for a little while things like beans or mushrooms i would eat them raw but once they were cooked for i just it just didn't sit well with me so but now that's pretty much behind me i there's probably still one or two things, though. Ever tried a French fried green bean? French fried green? I have not tried that, no. Oh, yeah, I have. It's good. It's good for you, but it tastes good. I said not as good for you, but it tastes good. Is there a place to get it, or do you just have to make it? Oh, this was homemade. Oh, okay. Oh, the one thing I can think of that I've eaten raw is sushi. I have had sushi before, and I think the one I tried had a little bit of shrimp in it, and it was really good. All right, and my next one is... I dream of being a Jeopardy contestant one day. I have not yet taken the online test, but I have done the practice test a couple times. All right. 
I don't think I'm. Uh, I don't think I'm the most likely to qualify for the show. I feel like um, I, I don't know that much about maybe general trivia, but I think feel like I know enough about like mostly entertainment and a little bit of history, math, a little bit of a uh, of a few other things. But but I, I think maybe maybe when the virus really clears up, maybe then I'll give the actual test to try. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I strongly recommend it. Uh, and really, oftentimes, it might just come down to what categories they have that that day. But as long as you have like a general knowledge of things, then you should be fine. Yeah, wouldn't hurt to try. Yeah. And I mean, if you apply or try to get on the show, the worst they can do is say no. I could always well, try another show like The Weakish Link. I think I would probably do better on that show. I know recently came back to American TV on NBC. I think I would do good at that. If um, well, as long as the other players don't feel too threatened by me, I think <laughs> I think if given the chance, I would ace it. Yeah, I could see you doing well. Yeah, thanks. All right. <clears throat> So from my next one, I wrote down, while most of my favorite like superheroes or whatever are from Marvel, oddly enough, one that is high up there that isn't Marvel is Batman. So I generally prefer Marvel, but if Batman is somehow involved, I'll probably watch it or read it. Have you seen like um, every major film with Batman in a major role? I think one of the only ones I have not seen is The Dark Knight Rises. I saw the original ones with Michael Keaton. I saw the one with Val Kilmer, George Clooney at one point. Uh, I saw the first two movies in the Dark Knight trilogy. And I've seen all the stuff Ben Affleck has done so far. But I, yeah, I think the one Batman film I have not seen yet is Dark Knight Rises, at least in terms of like live action ones. I've seen uh, like the whole Dark Knight trilogy, two of them in the theater. Okay. Uh, and Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. We, um, yeah, my brother and I watched the three-hour cut late into the night. Probably, um, probably the one film that I ever watched that late into the night and dragged for me overall. But it wasn't. It wasn't the thing I've seen. That's. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen. I mean, it probably also was due to the fact that it was late at night when you saw it, so yeah, who, who knows? I don't know. Alright. Number eight on my list is I used to think that the Kesha song Praying was by Pink and that the Megan Trainor song No was by Fifth Harmony. Any idea how you got them mixed up? I think really, really what threw me off was the sound of the voices. I think that was what really threw me off. 
Oh yeah, that can definitely have that effect. And I think, um, um, particularly with the song "No" by Megan Trainer, just um, you know the sort of like, like extremely self-respecting feminist vibe of the lyrics and the and the pop poppy sort of style of the music combined with the sound of the voice is what really made me think probably that fifth harmony. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Sure. All right, well you got okay. So I wrote down I used to be this kind of ties into the whole plain two slices of bread thing from earlier. Uh, I used to be known for putting like strange combos together into a sandwich. Right now, though, I've been struggling to come up with any specific examples. I think there was one that involved turkey, but I'm not sure. You don't remember what you combined turkey with? I want to say it was possibly uh, jelly, but I... It's been a while since I've done something like that, but I do know that for a little while when I was younger, I just had this weird habit of just meshing random foods into a sandwich and then eating it. Well, I don't know if the jelly and turkey thing is really unusual. I mean, there's like, um, uh, there was like a, a chicken that had once a Cracker Barrel that has, that had something they served with it called a uh, cranberry chutney. Hmm. I don't know what they were thinking. It was not, I don't know what they meant it for, but I, I pretty much, I guess like, um, put it on the chicken biscuit or something. And I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I might have to try that eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can you recall like, uh, any other like, uh, combinations that you're willing to tell me? Uh, I, I've been thinking about it since the other day, and I have been struggling to come up with any specific examples. All right, no problem. All right, next for me. I also used to think that Donald Sutherland was the voice of Santa in the Polar Express. Is that also because his voice sounded similar, or...? Yeah, yeah. Now, who actually yeah, does voice, voice him? Um, Tom Hanks, he actually did multiple roles in that movie. The Conductor, Santa Claus, maybe a couple others. Yeah, it was Hanks. So say, I know he did The Conductor, but I didn't know he did Santa. Yeah, uh, I think they like electronically man- manipulated his voice for that one or something. They might have. I'd have to find a behind-the-scenes video about that to be sure. Yeah, just, the, just in, like sort of dark deep voice uh, um, kind of threw me off. Okay. Uh, I was, I guess I was curious, so I looked it up and nope, Tom Hanks. Okay, I'll have to check this out later. Uh, all right, what about you? Let's see, we are on number nine, so if I could have three super abilities, I would get speed, Flight and pyrokinesis. Mm, what's pyrokinesis? The ability to create and control fire. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen too many characters in fiction that are able to do that. 
So I figure, oh, you know, might as well add one more. So like Human Torch and the Fantastic Four, is uh, is that one an example? Yeah, that's a good example because he creates fire. He's able to throw it or like use it as a blast or something. So yeah, that, that's one example of pyrokinesis. Okay, next one is um, the furthest place I've traveled to is Nashville, where my younger brother currently lives. Okay, so you haven't been to, like, Florida or something before? Well, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's probably, yeah, th yeah that's probably farther. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah we should, uh, yeah. I mean, you yeah, can still yeah, for say... the record. Yeah, just for the record, it's Florida. Okay. I mean, you could still say maybe uh, Nashville is the farthest away anyone in your direct family lives, unless that's not the case either. But nah, I think um, I think Florida or Georgia would probably be well, would probably be the furthest any family is right now. Uh, well, in either case, uh, any particular reason your brother went there? I guess because it's Music City, and, uh, you know, he went to college for music production in Ohio, and then after that, a uh, little bit after that, he moved, moved some friends um, that, he, that he either met at school or at the Contemporary Music Center or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, he's, he's been there ever since. I, uh, um, around Easter time, I saw him in his new house, Old Hickory. Suburb. Right. I said suburb. Yeah. Nice well, nice house. I I uh I know I've been through Tennessee, but I don't know if I've really ever stopped there for a, a lengthy period of time. I usually just travel through there to get to Florida, so who's down there? Uh a lot of my mom's side of the family. Oh, yeah, I've got some maternal family in Pennsylvania, Indiana, Georgia. And maternal family, I believe, is is here in New York State, and then some in West Virginia. I said maternal, then paternal. All right. Okay. Okay. What's your next one? All right. So. So you said you wanted to be on Jeopardy, the show that I hope to be on at some point is America's Got Talent. And yeah, what do you I'd, think you'd be doing on there? I'd probably be a singer. And I know some people are kind of tired of seeing singers on there, but despite how many people do it, singing is still a talent. So I'd love to do it. And I think more often than not, they win. And those are on the way to the end. That's Golden Buzzer on the way to the end. Well, I know there's been at least two winners that were ventriloquists. There were... and uh, Last season, the winner was just a guy who wrote really good poetry. I know there's been at least one act with dogs that won. Um... Shin Lim was a card magician, like a really good card magician. There was a guy named Kenichi who kind of used background effects or something to look like he was interacting with them, and it created 
a very intriguing story. So, yeah, I, I think more often than not, a singer does win or at least get really close, but there still have been several winners who did something different. Yeah, I'm kind of used to seeing like the simple acts, like go, like go the farthest or win in the end, which is fine by me, but sure. it just seems to be a pattern. Yeah, a lot of times I watch to see some of the unique stuff, or at least ones that aren't often done. All right. My next one is, um, I once ate a whole bag of Reese's Pieces at once. And I think that might have been a mistake. <laughs> I probably gave myself a headache for a little bit. But this was back when I was in college, and... Probably not uh, not very disciplined. How big was this bag? Yeah, probably about about the size of maybe my mom's purse, uh, or about or about three quarters of that size. Well, considering the average size of a purse, that's. Yeah, you probably had at least like a headache or a stomach ache later. I'm I mean, a, I'm sure they're I'm good. A big but... I'm a big foodie. <laughs> I mean, hey, everyone's got the food that they could chow down on for a while. Okay, so I wrote down for 11. I, I know now that I have autism, but mine wasn't diagnosed until I was about 13 years old. Some people they get it early on, but I wasn't. I was a teenager before I found out. Uh, and before that, uh, uh, you never did. You ever even imagine that you had it or something like that? Well, up to that point, I didn't really understand it or even really know much about it or what it was. So I didn't really think about it too much. Although, according to my parents, they kind of suspected something was going on based on my response to certain things, but they didn't get the official diagnosis until after I turned 13. And I guess you were thinking up to that point, yeah, I'm, I'm who I am. I'm just... A that last word is whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much how I went about it. And then once I did find out that I have autism, I still pretty much thought the same way. It's like, okay, I'm still me. I just have autism, whatever. I was diagnosed when I was very young, like maybe two and a half, I think. Yeah, that seems about the usual time it gets diagnosed for people. Yeah, yeah so it was something like the age of two and a half, and I probably wasn't even aware that I had it until I was like maybe seven years old or maybe eight. Okay. Hmm. I... I guess uh, all I was, you know, I guess I was that was pretty sensitive. I I just didn't think about it. I just uh, I just uh, I thought the way I thought, and uh, and and uh, and it got on some people's nerves, and then uh, and then slowly, I uh, after after seeing um, there's this book called Little Rain Man. Okay, kind of. Sort of, um, I guess it's sort of, um, sort of a fictional book on 
that an author wrote based on her real life autistic kid kind of and that kind of uh, and that kind of was my first clue or something that's first clue or something oh okay I don't know I just shrugged it off after that but I know I didn't really think much of it for like most of my life probably right and then for me I didn't think about like autism or anything along those lines for a while until I was in high school and I joined Artists Unlimited because then I was surrounded by people who have autism or some form of disability and that really put me in a position where I felt like I should really learn about these people and what they experience or have so that I can live alongside them a lot better. So I'm really, it's thanks to Artists Unlimited, the theater productions they've done that have allowed me to fully, I don't know about fully, but a lot more so understand what autism and various other disabilities really are. Okay, my next one is... At least once, I made a graham cracker sandwich with peanut butter and mini Snickers. Wow. Probably probably a dumb idea. <laughs> now, was this like in an attempt to make a different kind of s'more, or what was that? I, th I think it was um, uh, kind, of, uh, kind of my take on a peanut butter cracker, and also probably because... Because uh, I had such a big appetite and I loved food. Like I still do. I don't know. All right, that, that's fair enough. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I used to put interesting combos into a sandwich. That's pretty much what you did, and that's fine. All right, what about you? Uh, for 12, so there is a game franchise called Super Smash Brothers, and that is the one franchise where I play competitively with other people. From what I understand, it's like Nintendo's like Mario version of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, except it's a lot less gory. In fact, there is no gore, really. Um, and it started out solely with Nintendo characters, but ever since the third installment, I think, they started doing or rather including characters from franchises outside of Nintendo. And they've been expanding it further ever since then. So it, it's got a wide variety in there. Mm -hmm. and so they've added, so they've added like Sega characters and stuff too. They added Sonic as a fighter and then other characters from the Sonic franchise as either items to assist you or just characters in the background but uh yeah there's just so many now i think there's roughly 80 in the latest installment and then there have been several tournaments that i've been to some of which even out of state and some people what i from what i've seen take it very seriously yeah that reminds me of um like uh a couple times I've noticed, like, like big organized um, competitive sports video game tournaments on TV. 
like uh and like nba i saw a couple of those like i'm um, okay. like i'm like they're like i i think i saw one on the cw when uh i was referring to the network the cw i briefly came across one somewhere on tv now this is like actual people playing the sport right or is this it like, like like the nba like games people- yeah, this is like people playing, like people playing an NBA video game in some sort of tournament or competition. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen too many instances of people doing that for sports games, but I have seen some like that for racing games or fighting games. But yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and I did see like a, like a, a highlight video when we had Spectrum. I had. I saw on that's I saw on demand um, something uh, ESPN covered a sort of Madden NFL game tournament. So, so like a highlight video or something from ESPN. Okay. All right. Um, before we go any further, we're getting close to an hour, and we're barely even halfway there. Do you want to like stop now and do part two next week? Well, do you do you not have much time? Because I have plenty of time. Do you? Uh, normally, I would, but right now it's just me at the house, and I've got dogs that I gotta care for. So, oh, okay. So you did your twelfth one. Yeah, my twelfth one was the Smash Brothers competitive thing. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pit stop here, and uh, yeah, we'll pick it up. Pick it up next week? Sure. All right, then I'll take it from here. Okay. Well, it looks like, um, you know, because of um, Jordan's dogs, we're out of time for today, but we do plan to pick this up in progress next week. Mm-hmm. Until, the, until then, you can watch this and check out any of our episodes on Facebook, Anchor, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. That's Spotify. And you know, communicate with us if you'd like. And uh, please join us again next time. Can't wait to see you guys then. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care.